They are the high kids. Your host today is Benji. High kids for kids by kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show on 101.9. Thank you for choosing the High Kids Show on High FM. My name is Benji and I'm 11 years old and I will be hosting for you today. This is High Kids for kids by kids. So coming up on High Kids today, I'll be interviewing Saul Berman, Chief Operating Officer at MediResponse. So stay tuned to 101.9 High FM to learn more about what he does and how fun it can be. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a guess a song to challenge your musical knowledge. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss this kids show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call, call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very interesting show on Chai Kids Today. If I were a human being, I'd head straight for New Orleans. And I'd blow this horn so hot and strong like no one they've ever seen. You heard of Louis Armstrong, Mr. Sidney Boucher. All those boys gonna step aside when they hear this old ex-gator play. Listen. The life I have A great big party every night That doesn't sound too bad A redhead on my left arm A brunette on my right A blonde too to hold the candles And that seems just about right Hey Lewis, life is short When you're done, you're done We're on this earth to have some fun And that's the way things are Celebrate. When I'm human And I'm gonna be I'm gonna tear it up like I did before and that's a royal I've worked hard for everything I've got And that's the way it's supposed to be When I'm a human being At least I'll act like one If you do your best each and every day Good things are sure to come your way What you give is what you get My dad said that and I'll never forget And I commend it to you When we're human And we're gonna be I'm gonna blow my horn I'm gonna live the highlight Kids for kids by kids. They are the high kids. Your host today is Benji.
That song was When We're Human from Princess and the Frog. This is Ha Kids, Four Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Benji and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Saul Berman, Chief Operating Officer at MediResponse, I want to introduce the tongue force twister for today. It is She Sees Cheese. I repeat, She Sees Cheese. A bit later, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 01-01-40-30-20 to see if you can say it faster than me. I've saw Berman with me in studio today, so if you have any questions for him, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Saul Berman. Good afternoon. Okay. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So what is a medical first responder? So a medical or a first responder is somebody who's trained as a paramedic who would arrive on a incident or an accident scene or a mass casualty scene and be the first people who arrive on that scene. So is it sort of the same as a paramedic or different? So it's the exact same as a paramedic. Paramedic is a type of first responder. Okay. Are there different types of first responders? There definitely are. You get, obviously, paramedics, you get firefighters, you get rescue personnel who specialize in specific rescues, and then you also get the police, and and sometimes you also get military involved. Okay. What type of responder are you? So I'm a paramedic. Okay. That's my background. What inspired you to be a paramedic? So I've always wanted to help people who are in need of help. And since I was a child, I always loved ambulances and response cars. And Same with me. That's awesome to hear. I'm still hear. a child, though. And, yeah, that inspired me to become a paramedic when I left school. Amazing. When did you, be- when did you become a first responder? So when I was in school, I started doing my first aid and uh, the basic medical qualifications. And when I turned 16, I started to become a first responder. It's changed slightly now, and you need to be 18 in order to become a first responder in most um, countries. And yeah, but when I was 16. uh, If you're 16, when you become a medical uh, first responder, are you a sort of like a volunteer yes. or are you a full time? No, so I was a volunteer and I used to spend a lot of time uh, volunteering my time on ambulances and fire trucks and at the fire department. Um, and that's where I started in the medical industry. When, so how long have you been a first responder? I would say just over 17 years now. That's long. <laughs> okay. What did you do for work before coming before becoming a first responder or was first responder slash paramedic your first job? So I've always been a paramedic and um, being a first responder has been my entire life. Best job? It is the best job. And would you change your job or would you stay as a first responder your whole life? I'm probably going to stay a first responder my whole life. So how do you or how did you become a first responder? 
So I went and did, as I said in the beginning, uh, first aid courses when I was in school. And then the moment I was able to do a formal qualification, I went to one of the training colleges and started to study to do my basic ambulance assistant course and then progressed that, those courses up to become an advanced life support paramedic. So when you, when you said you were, tra- you were a volunteer when you were 16, yeah. was the volunteering after all of that training? Or is it like in the middle and then you did the formal training? So volunteering and becoming a first responder was after I had completed my first aid level three. So I had basic medical knowledge. And then I used to work with a couple of paramedics and observe what they were doing. Um, and that's how I started becoming a first responder. Okay. Um, so nowadays, is it 16 that, so, or is it 18? So nowadays, in order to be legally um, allowed to be a first responder, you ideally should be 18. Um, we do start doing courses on, in first aid from the ages of about 16. And just to give you a bit of a taste of the industry, but 18 is the ideal age to start being exposed to the things that we deal with on a day-to-day. Can you, can you be a volunteer before 18? Like yes, there are organizations that allow um, people who are 16 to be, as we call them, observers. So they would come and they'd work a few, sh- few hours or on a shift where they would wear a reflective vest and they would come and see what we do and just get a bit of a taste to the pre-hospital emergency environment. Does MediResponse do that? So we do do that. We've got a program that we run and we've got a team of paramedics that do a whole authentication and process with any ride-alongs. But we do offer a ride-along type environment for people to get a taste of what we do. Sounds fun. It is a lot of fun. Okay, so can children come do really basic training such as how to do CPR, first aid, etc.? So a lot of companies offer... Like me or some of of the kids that are listening right now. Of course. As I say, a lot of the companies um, offer a basic first aid introduction. We call it a buddy aid course. And that teaches you the very basics of what to do in an emergency. And, and then you progress from that course into a first aid level one, two, and then three. And just because you've mentioned the first aid levels, what are those? So those are different qualifications that a person can, can get as they learn more and more advanced type of skills in their training. So is it basically if I'm a level one, I can do this, this, and this, but I can't do this. And then when I'm level two, I can do more stuff. And Correct. then level three, I can pretty much do nearly everything that a first aid responder can do. Correct. You'd gain more skills as you as you do the different courses. Okay. Okay. How can kids at school get more involved in medical response? Or so, helping someone who's hurt? So the first thing to do is to find out if your school offers a first aid program or has a first aid team but it would be to approach the the head of that um, of that type of environment 
and speak to them about joining. Do most schools have a first aid? Most schools do have first aid teams and um, they have training on a regular basis to keep their their school or their students up to date with, with how to treat and stabilize a patient until the paramedics arrive. Okay. So if someone w- wants to become a medical responder, like I say one day, oh, I want to become a first responder, what's the most important skill, in your opinion, that people have to have? Hmm, most important skill? I've got to think about that one. Hard questions. It is. I think it's to be empathetic to your people that you're treating, be caring and understanding of the chaos and what they're going through. And that's a skill on its own and not just to treat any incident like a joke. Um, because for, I mean, for a first aid responder or a paramedic, it's a normal thing to go to. But for that person who's involved in that incident, it might be the worst day of their life. That's very understandable, empathy, because if you're treating a patient and you're not really empathetic towards them, they won't really feel that comfortable letting Correct. you take care of them. That's exactly it. Okay. Um, have you ever had to perform CPR on someone? <laughs> a lot of times. It's, it's a skill that all paramedics are trained to do, uh, as well as first aid respond or first responders. Uh, it's a basic skill that we try and encourage as many people to learn as possible. And uh, when you learn CPR, what level of first aid do you learn at that level? So you, so you don't actually need a first aid level one, two or three to be able to do or learn CPR. CPR is a skill that you can do a course specifically on and just learn the how to do it when and when to do it. Is it sort of like a skill you have to know? To treat someone properly? Um, I wouldn't say you have to know it, but it's it's a skill that really can help, help a lot of people um, when they have or go into cardiac arrest or when their heart stops beating. Okay. So how often do you have to take a person to hospital because of their problems? Because um, sometimes if sometime, oh wait, we've just got a question. What do paramedics do when there is no emergency and what was your scene? How was your first scene? How did you feel from Linda? Hmm. A few questions there. So let's ask the first question again. Uh, What do paramedics do when there is no emergency? So you'll see that a lot of paramedics will be reading. We like to read and stay up to date with all the new teachings that that is... Same with me, I love reading. It's important. So lots of reading and a lot of um, training. So we do, we've got mannequins that we do simulations on and a lot of the paramedics will spend a lot of time keeping up to date that way in their spare time. Okay, then there was a second question. And what was your first scene and how was it? How did you feel? So I've got to think back a few years. The first scene I went to was a really bad car accident um, where there were a lot of people involved. It was a very emotional scene for the, obviously the people involved. But I felt I had an ability to help 
And that drove me to want to see more and do more and get more involved. So it was, as I say, a very emotional scene, but it really captivated me as uh, a first responder and brought out the, the want and the love to, to be out on the road and Amazing. treating people. Amazing question. Thank you, Linda. And now let's just get back to my questions. Okay. Oh. Another message. How does CPR help a person from Linda again? Sure. So when you are doing CPR, you are compressing the chest, which compresses the heart, and that pushes the blood both into the lungs to get oxygenated. And when it is oxygenated, it then goes back into the heart and it pushes that blood throughout the body to the brain and all the other vital organs to try and keep them alive while we wait and call for a defibrillator or an AED to shock the heart back into a normal rhythm to start beating again. Amazing, amazing questions, Linda. Okay, just getting back to my questions. How do you know which hospital to take them to? So... Or is it like... Okay, what is the closest hospital? And we're going to take them to that one. So what, or is what it a we hospital do, that they sometimes, the patients sometimes go to? So very uh, important question. What we do is we choose the most appropriate hospital for that patient. Different hospitals have different specialities. So you've got one that specializes in children. You've got one that specializes in trauma. One that special, uh, specializes in uh, the heart and the and the brain, so neurology and cardiac, and those decisions would be would help us make a decision which would be the most appropriate hospital to take a patient to. So, if it was a child, would you first look at okay, he has a he has a children's hospital, we go to it, or would you look for the closest children's hospital and then go to it? So, we would go to the closest children's hospital that has the care available for that injury. And what if there's n and what if there's no hospital close enough to you? So then we go to the nearest uh, hospital that has the best treatment for that patient. So we would look at uh, what that hospital has and specialises in, and and take the patient through to that hospital. Awesome. So have you ever saved someone's life, as in a defibrillator or? So. I like to think that I've saved a few people's lives in, over my career. I would um, also like to think that. Um, but yes, I have had patients that we've started CPR on when we arrived on the scene. And we, we term a successful resuscitation, uh, which is when, a, in our eyes, when a patient walks out of hospital afterwards. And I've had a few of those patients where, when you, as I say, when you arrived on scene, they were unconscious and their heart had stopped. And a few weeks later, they'd actually walked out of hospital and ha are living normal lives today. On if I was if I was you, that would be the best feeling ever. Them walking out of hospital and living a normal life after having a very traumatic experience. That would be the best feeling ever. It definitely is. Okay, what's your best part about being a medical responder? First responder, sorry. I love responding to car accident scenes where I know people are in need of help and that I can arrive and bring calm to that scene and offer them the help that they need. Okay. So uh, just going back to some kids stuff, do you or how often does MediResponse slash or you work with kids as part of the job? 
so there isn't an exact answer to that. Um, we do have, we go to quite a few emergencies every day. And I think maybe one out of 10 of those emergencies involves a, a child or a uh, an infant or of that nature. So it's quite a high volume, but... And in just a different way of putting it, can kids such uh, not teens or young adults come with to come to a ride along or just over teenagers so we only take over teenagers because you're exposed to a lot of stuff that you would not normally see and it can cause uh, trauma to you if, if you're not ready to see those types of things and um, sometimes teenagers can handle it a bit better Generally, they can, but if there's an incident that we see that somebody isn't handling it, we stop immediately and, and bring them back to the base, and we do debriefing with them, and then obviously they, they won't come back because it's, it's, they can't handle the chaos that we are used to. So have you ever had people say, oh, can I, have, can I come along for a ride-along? I really want to, and then... They think about it and they change their mind and they're like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. A lot of people do that. Um, I think maybe I would do it, but not before I go. Maybe, maybe while we're driving to the scene. Uh, maybe I would say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. We've also had that. And in those circumstances... And we have, and we have got a question. Can a paramedic refuse to treat or take a patient and how important is being fit as a paramedic from Linda again? So we don't refuse to treat patients. We treat all patients equally and fairly. We do um, have documents where somebody doesn't want any further treatment that they would sign to say that they release us from treating them and they say, um, I actually don't want to go to hospital. I'm perfectly fine now. I just wanted somebody to come out and assess me. But we don't refuse treatment to any patients. So it's sort of not saying, I don't want to treat you. I don't really, I really do not want to. It's sort of the patient having a decision to say, I, I don't really want you to treat me. I'm fine. Correct. Patients have rights. Is thank, what thank you for that question, Linda. Your questions are amazing. Just getting, just finding my questions again. How do, how can kids help Medi Response? Because often Medi Response helps kids. So knowing your emergency number is not just helping us, but it's helping everyone around us. So it's important to learn your emergency numbers, and when there is an emergency give clear information to the person who's answering the phone to get a medical responder out to your your um, school or home as fast as possible. So so it's remembering your medi medical your emergency number. So if you're at school or somewhere and and someone's like no no one knows no one knows our our emergency number we need to get an ambulance yeah you can say oh i know it and you're actually helping correct. everyone correct and it's also as a as a child it's important to alert an adult to an emergency that's happening as fast as possible because they can also help in terms of getting hold of emergency services to come out okay amazing 
Okay, so um, on that note, let's take a quick song break. We will be right back. This is what you give me to work with. Well, honey, I've seen worse. We're gonna turn this sow's ear into a silk purse. We'll have you washed and dried, trimmed and polished till you glow with pride. Trust my recipe for instant bride. You'll bring honor to us all. Kids for kids by kids. They are the high kids. Your host today is Benji. That song was Bring Honor to Us All from Mulan. This is high kids for kids by kids. My name is Benjamin and I'm 11 years old. Before I carry on my interview with Saul Berman, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. It is She Sees Cheese. I repeat, see, she, sees, cheese. And remember, we also have a guess the song challenge later in the show. You can call on 0101403020 if you know the answer. If you have any questions for Saul Berman, you can send an SMS to 34519 or Telegram to 061 
or call on 010-140-3020. I repeat, you can call, you can telegram on 061-895-1019 or call us on 010-140-3020. Now let me carry on with my questions. Just one of the questions, I just forgot a bit of it. How important is being fit as a paramedic? So it's very important to be fit in any of the emergency services. We've got to do a lot of high intensity work and you don't want to be huffing and puffing and not be able to do your job. Um, so being fit and keeping fit is very, very important. Cool. Okay, so let's just get back on with my questions. Have you ever been to a school to talk to kids about what you do? Yes, we, I've done a lot of talks at schools um, and there are a lot of uh, my colleagues who do lots of talks at schools because we believe that educating as many people as possible is important. And how many schools have you been to and what schools specifically? Sure. So I've done talks at a, a few of the different King Davids. Uh, I've been to... Um, me think a couple of the nursery schools to do demonstrations uh, of the ambulances Kingsmead cares a couple of my colleagues have been to St. John's um, there's a number of schools that we do uh, talks and demonstrations at okay cool does Medi response only do medical care or does can it do let's think uh, donations and stuff so medi response is does um, emergency medical response as well as private fire response we've got a private fire service so medical and fire is what we specialize in cool and it's only medical and fire yeah okay Besides transport to hospital and emergency services, what other services do you offer besides fire or is that sort of it? So it's uh, transportation of patients to hospital. That's our focus. Very important focus. Okay. Has or does MediResponse collaborate and work with other emergency medical services? Of course. We are very collaborative in, by nature and we love having other services on scene. Um, it helps us be able to triage patients a lot faster and get, if there's a lot of patients on scene, get those patients through to hospital as fast as possible. Okay. If you don't have vehicles for transportation, can you ask a different service to help? Yes, definitely. And, sorry, I just forgot to ask this, what other services do you collaborate with? So there's multiple services in our area. Uh, we work very closely with Hatsola and, yeah, Okay, um, and it's sort of always Media Response collaborates. Yep. Sounds fun. What other emergency services? Wait, I could ask that. Sorry. Does Media Response have any helicopters? No, so we don't have any helicopters. Uh, we use a number of emergency helicopters uh, in Joburg. We would call them for assistance. Again, we ca collaborative by nature, so if a person needs to be transported in a helicopter because they're too far from hospital 
or they need specific types of care which is only done at a hospital um, we would use a helicopter and then we would call one of the service providers so if you didn't have helicopters you could call someone like netcare Correct. who does have helicopters and if it's someone like netcare who does have hospitals can would you airlift the patient to a netcare hospital or would you airlift them to a different hospital if possible so it would depend which is the most again appropriate hospital for that patient we don't specifically choose um, a specific netcare or mediclinic or life we would take the patient to the hospital that can treat that patient to the best um, that they need um, why would you want to transport a patient by helicopter? So why not any other aircraft? So helicopter is a very quick way of moving a patient, especially if there's load shedding and you can't drive the patient really quickly to a receiving hospital. And also if you're far out, if you on one of the farms, if somebody goes mountain biking and is far out, we it's a lot faster to go by helicopter than to go by road to the next or the closest hospital okay uh, what would be the disadvantage of using a helicopter or are there any disadvantages so firstly they are very expensive to fly so we make sure that if we are using a helicopter that the uh, injury meets the criteria to fly and then the other disadvantage is that you need to have an appropriate place for them to land which is a large area um, and not all areas where the incident happens there's a place for those helicopters to land is there a cheaper aircraft there isn't oh, unfortunately um is is it because you said unfortunately there isn't a cheaper option is there another option if helicopters and ambulances are unavailable or you can't use them no so we would just wait for either an ambulance to become available or we would wait for a helicopter to become available, depending where we are. And if you're waiting, is there like a limit of time you can wait? Like, um, I can, you can only wait a couple hours and then... No, so there's no time limit. It's injury dependent. And obviously we would want to transport the person as fast as possible. So we would want to get the fastest resource available to us to get to the scene. Okay. Um, and... Do we or have we ever used planes? So MediResponse has or an aeromedical jets. division and we've got planes that we fly, but that's a lot of cross-border. So we fly patients from oh. Zambia, from Mozambique, from Namibia, from Vintuk, um, and we'd fly patients to South Africa with um, RCU-trained paramedics and doctors to South Africa for medical care. That is amazing. So it's so airlifting is not necessarily within the borders of your country. It's all over the all over the world. Correct. And just in terms of you, what's the furthest you've ever flew flown flew? So flown. we've we've flown uh, up to the DRC, which Democratic Democratic Republic of Congo. How long did that take? That was an eight-hour flight. But I've flown all the way up to Nigeria uh, on a jet to fetch a patient. But then, if it's, but then if it's an eight-hour flight...
to get to South Africa, why can't you just take them to a hospital in their country? Isn't it kind of pointless? No. So hospitals in a lot of the African countries don't have the specialist care that we have in South Africa. So they would try and stabilize the patients in Africa or in one of the African countries. And then we would fly there, fetch the patients and then bring them to a higher level of care in South Africa for further treatment. Have you ever brought have you ever brought a patient from South Africa to a different country? So what we normally do in South Africa is we would treat and stabilize the patients here if they are from another country and then what we would do is we would put a paramedic on a commercial plane um, like an SAA and then fly them home either to America or to the Philippines or into Europe to their home and they would continue the treatment there. But a lot of the patients are stable by the time we get to that point. Amazing. That is so surprising. I never knew that patients could be flown from different countries to the country. That is really amazing. Okay. Um, what type of planes do we use besides jets? So we've got King Air 200s. Those are prop aeroplanes. They've got two props that spin. And then we also use, uh, so we've got those. And then the jets is what we use to get a little bit further into Africa. In each uh, different type of plane, how can you fit more than one patient? So different planes have different space. And if they might have one stretcher or two stretchers in them, but normally a, pa a, a aeroplane or an aeromedical plane has one stretcher in it and two practitioners who treat at the back, a paramedic and a doctor. Okay, okay. So what's the most interesting emergency you've been sent to treat? Hmm, interesting emergency. Interesting question goes with an interesting Correct. emergency. Um, I seem to remember kids were playing with handcuffs and the one child handcuffed his friend to a tree and they didn't have the key so we had to come out and try and get the hand free from the handcuff. That, that is a very interesting emergency and if someone did that to me I would be really angry. Okay, on, uh, let's take a quick song break. When we would return, I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now. You can call now on 10 
By kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Benji. That song was We Are One from The Lion King. This is Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Benjamin and I'm 11 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on 10 and I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 010-140-3020 to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. Vusi, please start the timer. She sees cheese. 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 She sees And okay, do we have any callers for the tongue twister? Okay. Does Saul Berman want to do it? Not specifically. Okay. Oh, well done. It's time for the Guess the Song Challenge. Listen carefully and call me now on 0101403020 if you know the answer. It is... I repeat, it is... The answer... Call now on 0101403020. The answer is, drum roll please, Prince Ali from Aladdin. The first answer was from, okay, well done. This has been Kha Kids, for Kids, Ba Kids. My name is Benjamin and I'm 11 years old. Thank you to my guest Saul Berman for coming on my show. Thank you to my producer, Senna, and Vusi for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chai Kids show, only on 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye, kids.